Welcome back to Round Guy, the podcast, along with Dave Johnson. We're pleased to have as our guest today, uh, Dave Heller, who is the owner of the Quad City River Bandits. And we've spoke about the, the major leaguers are still at odds. They're still at the table trying to figure out some things, but we've been made aware that, that minor league uh, baseball will, will take place regardless. And so to that end, that's uh, what we want to visit with you about, Dave Heller, owner of the River Bandits. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Good to talk with you. Okay, uh, as are we. Let's start by giving our listeners uh, a bit of background about you, Dave, uh, where you're from, uh, previous experiences with sports, and uh, what brought you to the uh, Quad Cities and become the owner of the River Bandits? So I had... Um, I, I was born in uh, Cleveland, grew up in Baltimore, and always loved minor league baseball. And, you know, I used to go to games when I was in college, and um, in the beginning of the 2000s, I bought a team and in Georgia, and I was just really unhappy with it. I, I wasn't enjoying it at all. I didn't like going there and uh, talked to my wife and said, I, you know, I, I really love baseball. I'd like to see this work. I just hate it here. And we decided we wanted to buy a team in the Midwest. And so we went to, oh, I probably five different teams that we looked at. And I got to Davenport and saw the Quad Cities and saw the ballpark, which is now known as Modern Woodman Park, right on the river, and fell in love right away. Um, my wife doesn't really appreciate it, but uh, the truth is it took me three years to marry my wife, and it took me about three minutes to marry Modern Woodman Park and the Quad Cities. Uh, so a, a, a less... Uh lengthy uh, relationship before you became owner of the bandits huh that's right that's right but i just i just love it you know i love the quad cities and 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 now that's home to me that's where we live and uh and where my children go to school now so how long have you been the owner when did you purchase the ball club the end uh right after thanksgiving of 2007 so prior to the 2008 season. So this okay. is this is going to be, um, goodness, 8, 9, 10, 15 years now? And certainly long enough for you to know that the first month of your season is pretty much, uh, uh, not always, but regularly underwater. Sometimes. Um, sometimes. This, this winter has been really good to us so far, knock on wood. Uh, we haven't had a lot of snow here, and more importantly, they haven't had a lot up north. And the projections for the river are looking good, and we shouldn't have flooding. So we're excited about that as well. I don't blame you. Listen, I, I lived in Davenport for about uh, eight or nine years. And long enough to see a few 
weeks of the beginning season, uh, as I said, underwater, but uh, long enough to have enjoyed many a minor league ball game down there at, uh, at the time, I believe it was John O'Donnell Stadium. But yeah, now it's, it's been, there was a, a, a sizable amount of work done there. They renovated it. This was after I left, but I'd come back now and then to see that they had really uh, put some money and effort into refurbishing uh, the ballpark and kind of bringing it up to much better standards. Well, right now, it's not just they, it's also me. Um, I've, I've sunk a lot of money into that park, and the city has been a great partner with us. And uh, we're very, very proud of the fact that USA Today named us the very best minor league ballpark in America. Oh, that's great. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that's a wonderful award. And um, Complex Magazine rated us the number two minor league ballpark in America. Um, 10best.com called us the number one ballpark in America. And Ballpark Digest uh, named us the best minor league ballpark they did they do one at every level and they said we were the best ballpark in high a so it's really been nice to you know to get those kinds of accolades and and, and get some national exposure for a, a wonderful community and a great park now everybody knows that uh, major league franchises uh are, are pretty expensive these days uh but it makes sense then that the minor league to own a minor league team wouldn't cost you near the money it would it would to own the Yankees. Uh, huh. where, 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 what kind of background do you have as far as uh, your business side of things that allowed you to have the revenue to buy a, a minor league ballpark? So I had um, made my money. Uh, I own an advertising agency and made my money in advertising and uh i use that to uh, fund my baseball habit now when you mention that you're always been a big baseball fan a lot of us can say that yeah uh, and and along with that perhaps the desire to own a minor league team but but it's never worked out uh now that it has for you what do you find the most enjoyable part of being the owner of the Quad City River Bandits? Oh, that's easy. So I do something that I don't know, really, I don't know any other owner in sports does. I stand at the front gates um, before every game, and I welcome everyone who comes into our ballpark and shake their hands and um, go down there at the end of the game and, say goodnight to them and shake their hands. And, and just having that interaction with my fellow Quad Cityans, um, you know, being close to that community and getting to know them personally, knowing our fans on a first-name basis and um, having them feel like they know the owner of the team on a first-name basis, that's a, that's a special relationship. It really is, and it means the world to me. I... I I strongly believe, fervently believe, that the Quad Cities has the very best people anywhere in the country. Like the nicest people are here in uh, in, in Iowa and Western Illinois, and 
uh, I'm blessed with the opportunity to be able to hang out with them all the time. And they've, you know, they've seen my kids grow up, right? I, I my children weren't born when I bought this team, and now they're 14 and 11, and you know, they they star in our television commercials every year, and people have seen the kids, literally seen the kids grow up, and that's a that's a neat relationship to have with a community. Oh, it is. I, I can see where that would be an advantage because I've not seen that kind of approach uh, from any owner of, you know, other, I never saw, I've been to Yankee Stadium a bunch of times. I never saw George standing at the <laughs> shaking hands with people as they, as they entered the, the stadium. So uh, that is a unique approach and, and it makes sense that it, that it pays off for you uh, with community relations. Uh, and minor league ballparks are known for that. I mean, that's a, a lot of times that's how they seem to be able to stay afloat is that they offer uh, on a pretty regular basis uh, things to do for the fans to come in and, and uh, participate in that. What kind of uh, promotions have you come up with that have also helped spur some attendance and your ability to glad hand some of the fans? Well, so there's, let me answer that question in two ways. I'll answer it both directly and indirectly, if you don't mind. The, the first is uh, more indirectly, like putting promotions aside. Um, we've done things here in Quad Cities that nobody else has ever done before. Um, we have a 110 foot tall Ferris wheel inside our ballpark. We have the only double decker merry-go-round uh, in the state of Iowa, inside our ballpark. In fact, the only one anywhere between Chicago and Kansas City is in Modern Woodman Park in Davenport, Iowa. We have a drop and twist. Uh, we have a spinning kids roller coaster in our ballpark. We have a, um, a wind-up. We have a, a, a ride that swings like a, like a pendulum and will spin the kids upside down uh, 30, 40 feet in the air. And, uh, and you know, to, to see the kids having an opportunity to ride those rides and laughing and giggling and smiling when they come off, that's, that's really special. And, you know, for us in the Quad Cities where the nearest amusement park would be, you know, Adventureland outside of Des Moines, which is uh, – almost three hours away or the other direction going to the Navy pier in Chicago, which is three hours away um, or going down to St. Louis and Bush gardens is four and a half hours or to gurney at six flags is three and a half, three forty-five. like that's, you know, we're filling a need in this community in this part of the world. Um, and uh, and we're doing it at a, at a very very low price point for people, and and it's fun for them to be able to experience that. So we do that. That's all the time, right? That's every game. And then in addition to that, we have some crazy, interesting, fun promotions. My my personal favorite is one I started when we bought the team. It's called the Mega Candy Drop, where we fill a helicopter with a thousand pounds of candy and after the game is over we line the children up by age along the baselines 
And as they're standing on the baselines, lined up by age, right, to keep the young kids from hurting the, the older kids from hurting the younger kids, um, the helicopter flies over the ballpark and drops the candy all over the outfield. And as soon as the candy hits the ground, the kids run out. We give them all a, a, a bag and they a sack and they pick up the candy and uh, have a great time. And as the kids are picking up the candy, the helicopter reloads and uh, goes back up filled with giant marshmallows and drops the giant marshmallows all over the children. So the kids look up and go, oh, my God, it's raining marshmallows here. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, it sounds like, you know, you could uh, be doing all of that stuff even when your team might be on the road. <laughs> well, we, we do it when we're at home because we want people to, you know, associate the ballpark with a good time. And, uh, and and a, a really memorable experience. You know, I tell my staff all the time, we're not in the baseball business. We're not in the entertainment business. We're in the memory-making business. And our job is to go out and make memories for Iowans and Western Illinois uh, residents every night. And that's what we try to do. You know, that's incredible. I, I've, uh, I've certainly heard of a variety of different uh, uh, promotions, but nothing like this. Oh yeah, no, that's just that's just one. I mean, we we another one we do is called Tattoo Night, where we give away free tattoos of our team's logo to anybody who wants it, permanent, you know, real tattoos. And if you get one in a uh, in a easily visible place on your body. Um, we will let you into the ballpark for free for as long as I own the team. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. And, and I, I've not heard of any other ball club doing anything like that, regardless no, like of what, say, what level. Yeah, we do. like I say, we do stuff here in the Quad Cities that nobody else really does. And we, we have a ton of fun doing it. It sounds like it. Now, as I said, when I lived there, uh, the the uh, Quad City team was affiliated with the Cubs, so it was the Quad City Cubs, and then I remember uh, it being affiliated with the Angels, and then I remember it being affiliated with the Minnesota Twins. Now, who currently, who are you connected with? Oh, we are so proud to be affiliated with the Kansas City Royals, who I think of as one of the finest organizations in all sports. They are terrific. And, and it makes sense. Uh, it's a rare jump from the Midwest League to the majors, but were that to happen, you know, they're geographically, they're just uh, a couple of hours away from you. Oh, listen, it, 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 it may be a rare thing to go – straight from Quad Cities to Kansas City, but it's going to be a very common thing to see the people who have played here go on to stardom in Kansas City. Like That's, a, that's going to be a, a, a very well-worn path. We, we won the championship last year 
uh, it was our fourth championship in 10 years here in Quad Cities. Um, that's, yeah, that's great. Yeah, and the players that the Royals uh, brought to us last year, I mean, some of them are just incredible. We had a, we had a pitcher named Asa Lacey, who was the overall second pitcher drafted in the entire draft in 2020. And the guy was just lights out here. Um, Michael Massey, our second baseman, Vinny Pasquantino, our first baseman, Will Klein, a relief pitcher who shut down Cedar Rapids in the, uh, in, in the playoffs, uh, struck out the, struck out the entire side. Uh, I mean, it, Jonathan Lofton, the shortstop, like there are just so many guys that you know are going to go on to stardom in Kansas City who played here first. That's, a, that's amazing. Now, and speaking to that, uh, there have been several teams in the state and in the Midwest League that have lost their franchise. And that that's obviously a, a hinder uh, to to the league scheduling and that what kind of uh, what kind of impact has that had on your ball club well at first what they did to Clinton and Burlington was really just awful it was just awful and uh, and it, it was just so disappointing to see that happen um, what impact has it had on us like you know, Clinton is 40 minutes away. Burlington, an hour and 20, 25. Um, you know, our fans used to go there to watch games, and their fans would come to Davenport to watch their teams play. We had great rivalries, and, and you know, we've, we've lost that, and we miss it. And, you know, so that's been, that's been disappointing and hard to begin with and and you know to see that happen to anybody is hard to see it happen to our fellow Iowans is really hard and uh and then of course you know taking getting rid of those teams adds a lot more expenses to our bottom line right if you sure. think about think about this every time we would go to Clinton or Burlington those were commuter trips you put the team on a bus they would go down there, they'd play, end of the game, they'd get back on the bus, come home, and sleep in their own beds at night. And now with those teams gone um, and Major League Baseball changing the rules so that a commuter trip has to be less than 50 miles instead of 100, we, we literally went from having more than half of our games be commuter trips to having none of them be commuter trips. Right, and when you figure, okay, that's that's now thirty six nights that you gotta you gotta pay for the team to be in a hotel. That's well, thirty six times thirty people on a roster times a hundred bucks a night in a hotel for each room. Like that money adds up really, really fast. Sure. And and what's been done uh, to uh, pick up? for that i mean where where do you travel now to take the place of the teams that lost their minor league franchise you're you're, you're going to places like 
Dayton, Ohio, or Fort Wayne, Indiana, or South Bend, Indiana, or uh, Appleton, Wisconsin. Like, you're going to those places more often. Right, and and you can't turn around and come home after those games. Yeah, like no, not at all. No. Well, is there a after after baseball has seen now what what that's done to to all the minor league teams here in the Midwest Midwest League? Is there any thought they might turn around and give Clinton or Burlington their franchises back? No. You think that's pretty well set in stone now? Those those ballparks are going to be done, right? I do. Sadly, I do. I, I wish I had a different answer for you, but no, I don't. That's too bad. It, it's awful. It's awful. It breaks my heart. Uh, we are pleased to be talking with Dave Heller, who is the owner of the Quad City River Bandits. Uh, Dave, again, thanks for your time. Let me ask you this. Back in the day, uh, the, the major league teams would send down their old uniforms and equipment to their minor league franchises, and and that was the case, I remember, with the Cubs and uh, the Angels. But somewhere after that, the, the River Bandits was named, and they, not unlike a lot of minor league teams, went to their own logos and, and merchandised their own uniforms as a way to kind of help sell their program and, and put things in the gift shop for the fans to have and wear to the games. Uh, is that is that the case there with you? You're wearing your own River Bandits uniforms or have uh, the Royals sent you any stuff? Oh, no, we wear our own. Listen, so I told you earlier we've won – four championships in the past 10 years, right? We've, we've won those uh, as affiliates of three different teams. We were in, in 2011, we were a Cardinals affiliate, and then the Cardinals decided they wanted to be closer to St. Louis, and, and they moved their affiliation to Peoria. And then we were the Astros, and we won two titles with the Astros. Uh, and um, then in 2020, when the MLB took over and MLB said, we're going to now assign you affiliates. We're not going to let you guys choose your own. We're going to assign them for you. Um, we were so fortunate to get the Royals. And, uh, and, and now we've got them for 10 years. So it, it's nice to have that kind of long-term relationship but our fans are river bandits fans and it's really neat to walk around town and see people wearing river bandits gear it's it's really fun to go pick up my son um at herbert hoover uh elementary school and see kids running outside wearing river bandits shirts or river bandits hoodies i love that oh i bet I bet. You know, I love that people in this town have embraced this team as their own because it is. I think it makes sense that, that uh, whereas the major league teams used to send down their old equipment and uniforms, that, that almost all the minor league teams now are exclusive to their own, uh, their own uh, uh, emblems and their own uh, uh, 
what, what do I want to say? Their own logos. Uh, logos. Yeah, there. Thanks. Uh, yeah, no problem. The, the, so that's generally true. It's it, it, the exceptions are by and large are ones where the major league team owns the minor league team. Okay. Right. So, for example, um, the uh, Atlanta Braves owned their owned three of their affiliates. So, their Double A team was the Mississippi Braves, or their their A ball team was called the Rome Braves. You you get that from time to time, um, but it's in, in San Jose. The Giants own the their affiliate, and they call them the San Jose Giants. So you would have that from time to time, but by and large, it's only under those circumstances when a major league team owns it. I see. Well, and again, it makes sense, and it's something I've, I've kind of seen as I follow baseball and, and travel and, and catch some minor league games here and there. It makes sense that that's, uh, you know, almost, almost necessary for you folks to – sell your own uh, logos and, and your own merchandise. Yeah, the, the really the one exception that I can think of right off the top of my head, of course, is is the iCubs, right, which are, which are not owned by the Chicago Cubs, but they call themselves that. Yeah, so, and, like and say, way, back, a, way back when they used to wear some old hand-me-downs. Now yeah. they have their own, like you said. Let me ask you this. Speaking of equipment, at the uh, A-League level, as the River Bandits are, uh, as opposed to, say, the Major Leagues, uh, you know, uh, Royals players, I've noticed in the past uh, there's there's a difference in the kind of wood that, that you folks there get for your players, bats, than the the quality of wood that are given to the players that are in the major leagues. What are your thoughts about that? I think that difference is, is, is going away. Um, you're now talking about players who uh, will sign for multi-million dollar signing bonuses with us and the quality of their bats are every bit as good as the quality of the bats in the major leagues. Okay. I hey guys, uh, listen, we're we're getting close to out of time. We got a couple minutes left, but uh, can we get you to stick on for another segment? Dave? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Dave, are you are you able to hang around for a? Yep. Happy okay. to. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, let us know when we're about uh, thirty seconds away. All right, Dave. Okay, we got about a minute and a half. All right. All right. Well, uh, we are speaking with Dave Heller, who is the owner of the Quad City River Bandits. Do you ever have the urge, Dave, to uh, jump down on the field, put the uniform on, and coach third base? Or, you know, just how involved with that do you get? Not at all. No, I don't get involved at all. My focus at a game is making sure that our guests at the ballpark have a great time. I want to. I want to visit with them. I want to talk with them. I want to. I want to go into every suite. I want to go into every group area, and just mix and mingle and enjoy the game with uh, the most important people in the world to me, and that is 
my neighbors and friends here in the Quad Cities. That's great. Uh, that's great. Uh, what about, let's talk about uniforms. Do you ever uh, give away any of your uniforms? Hey, Steve, we, we, better, we better cut it off. We don't, we, we don't give them away. We auction them off at the end of the year, and we do that to raise money for charity. Okay. Um, one, one of the things that I'm really proud of is um, we typically will do a, a $100,000 plus donation every year to Genesis Hospital here in the Quad Cities. Uh-huh. And we, we give that money, not tickets or, or, or merchandise, but actual cold hard cash. Um, we use that money to help fund free flu shots for every child in the Quad Cities. We've been doing that since 2010. And, you know, nowadays we all know how important it is to, to get a flu shot. Um, we provide um, money to fund Camp Genesis, which is a camp that helps children whose families are dealing with cancer to, uh, you know, be with other children who are going through the same thing and hey, well- do it in a you know, in a wonderful outdoor setting. And we help fund the neonatal intensive care unit at Genesis. We'll, we'll, um, be, we'll be right back with part two of this conversation, guys. We'll be right back with part two.